Hey everybody, welcome to the Geek Generation. Instead of a regular episode this week, we actually have an interview for you with Scott Herman that we're going to get to in just a moment. Before I do, I wanted to remind everyone there to please send in any feedback you have for the show to us for the listener mailbag, as well as any web finds that you stumble across in your daily perusing of the interwebs. If you want to send those in, you can email those to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com, at Geek Generation on Twitter, or you can leave a voicemail at 508 316-9787. I also didn't want to have to interrupt the interview with any commercial breaks, so as a reminder, if you love the show that I do for free and want to help support it, you can do so by shopping on Amazon and using thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon to get there. That'll kick back a little commission to us, you're not spending any additional money, and it's a win-win situation for everybody. As far as the interview itself goes, myself and Matt the Medic recently sat down in studio with Scott Herman. You might know him from the real world Brooklyn. You might know him from his many YouTube exercise videos that have tons and tons of views on them. Or you may know him from ScottHermanFitness.com. So I suggest you go to that site, ScottHermanFitness.com, and check out all the things that Scott has to offer. He's well-versed in exercise and fitness and all those types of things. So definitely check it out. Great site to go to. Uh, Scott was a total geek, and he was a super nice guy. We had a great time chatting with him. So I hope you enjoy it, too. chair and so he they were raffling off a replica belt uh, with the spinning gyro and all that stuff it was yep. like, really cool he ended up winning it and so they're like oh you know you need to come to the ring and my aunt goes and she's like, he can't walk <laughs> <laughs> and so um cena went down and like spent like a good like 20 minutes half hour with him he was just like oh my god this is so cool so I'd like to meet Cena just as how I'm thanks for being so cool to my cousin. Yeah. You know? He went to uh, Springfield College, too. Oh, did he? Yeah. One of my, um, when I used to work at the Dartmouth Y, my boss went to college with him. He said that Cena was one of those guys, you never saw him drank or anything, but he set up like a mini bar inside of his room and would sell dollar shots. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And that's how he would meet everybody. They would nice. come to him. It's there, smart. There's all those videos in the background too of him doing stuff like uh, just having his own parties in his in, yeah. his in his rooms. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Smart guy. Hey, I mean, he's take he's makes a lot of money. He's pretty smart. Yeah. Otherwise, The Rock still kind of got the best. Oh yeah. He's he knows what he's doing. Definitely. Rock's the man. Dude, he was huge in Fast and Furious Four or Fast Five. I mean, I haven't seen that one. Oh, I've seen every Rock so movie so far except for Fast Five. Fast good. Five was amazing. Yeah. Oh, it was so cool. And then the twist at the end, you're just like, F you guys. <laughs> we won't say anything about that, though. Yeah, we won't let you know. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. But they get the charges, like, carrying the thing. Oh, it's so funny. It's Dude, awesome. Yeah, well, Vin Diesel himself, you know, he's his, his Facebook page has, like, 27 million people yeah. on it. It's true. He's like, love and peace. Join my page. Vin Diesel. Mm-hmm. Like, how often do you even see him anymore, really? Well, he does his, his little uh, token appearances, and he makes his millions. And actually, he is too. he's a huge geek. Yeah. He always talks about how he loved playing Dungeons & Dragons and still plays all the time. And 
Oh yeah. yeah. No, yeah, that's even people don't even people don't even think I tell them I like comics and they're like, yeah, okay. I'm like, listen, I have Spawn one through like seventy five. I have all the toys in their box. I have you know Marvel Universe three series with all the holograms. I yeah. got the classics, the Ultimate, I got everything. I'm like, you don't know shit about comics. I know about comics. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> awesome. Like, why don't you explain to me all this stuff? And they're like, what? Do you have a Captain America shield signed by Stanley? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> you know what? I I used to always ride my bike to the comic book store. And um, I remember going there once. We we just had a flood in our town, and there was a bridge, and the water was like three feet high. And I'm like, no, I want my Spider-Man cards. Because <laughs> I was trying to complete the series, and it was the series where all the holograms were like see-through kind of, yeah. and it had the web in the back. And I had 50 bucks, and I was so pumped because it was a rainy, day, a crappy day. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to buy a box of cards and just spend all day opening them and putting them in the sheets nice and i got there and it's like three feet of water i'm like f this like just put my bike over my head and i just walked through it and then i kept pedaling to the store guys like why are you wet i'm like just give me the cards man priorities <laughs> that's a super fan right <laughs> that is a super fan right there i caught a crayfish on the way back i was like where the hell did this come from <laughs> i'll keep this with it was my actually cards. in his pocket yeah, yeah. <laughs> going on. swam in there uh i already started recording but so we'll just come in whenever but um Basically, I should say to everybody out there, I should welcome the geeks and the Hermanites because the Hermanation's with us today. Scott Herman's here. The Hermanation. The Hermanation. I like all the Hermanites and the Hermanation and all the. You know, it's funny. All the Hermanity. (laughs) (laughs) What's funny is a lot of the times I'll post, you know, hey, nation, what's going on? And some of the new people who are becoming Hermanites, they don't understand that when I say nation, it's the Hermanation. And I'm from America, so they'll say. You know, you have fans in other countries, too, and all my Hermanites are like, uh, obviously, this is the Herb Nation, not the United Nation or the USA or whatever. We're our own country of independent. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're they're loyal. They're crazy. I love them all. That's (laughs) awesome. So, uh, we were talking upstairs a little bit about some other stuff, but what what do you geek out over primarily? What are your big geeky things, you would say? Um, I'm a gamer. Um, I actually have a lot of Hermanites that I play Call of Duty with, and I just trash talk them and kill them, and they kill me too. <laughs> <laughs> I have a couple of videos online of um, you play Black Ops, obviously, probably played it. I have played it, yeah, okay. absolutely. So there's a one gameplay where it's called um, Sticks and Stones, and you have a, a crossbow, uh, a, a knife, the ballistic knife, and you have a tomahawk. And if you hit someone with a crossbow or ballistic knife, you get 100 points. If you hit them with a tomahawk, you know, it bankrupts them, gets all their points away. And so me when I play with some of my Hermanites, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to tomahawk you in the face the whole game, you know? <laughs> and I posted a video online of me and this, um, this kid, his name is um, Dirty Kitty, we're playing, and like, he, I whipped my tomahawk and it missed him, and he threw one in my face, and he's like, oh, I got you. And the mine just happened to like bounce off this wall and that wall, him in the back of the head, and he died too. And he's like, what the hell just happened? There's some crazy videos out there of people using the tomahawks and them like bouncing all over the place. Oh, and- yeah. So I have we have a lot of fun. So I, I geek out over that. Um, I got Xbox. I got a PS3. I you know play the Mortal Kombat and God of War games all the time. My favorite game is Zelda. I beat Ocarina of Time in eight hours. I probably beat the game like a million times. Wow! And I got the Bagoran Sword too. Like I legit. I read a blog <laughs> online that said if you beat it under eight hours, you could the Master Sword will shoot the rays out of it, and it was totally BS. Oh. Wasted eight, eight hours of my life. Oh, no. <laughs> Dude, I had I, see. I had Nintendo sixty four. Um, I had like so many games, and I you know I told you upstairs. I had all my Dragon Ball Z tapes, yeah, which is yeah. my number one favorite anime. Those all got stolen from me, and my N sixty four and all my games got stolen too. And I had like Diddy Kong Racing. I had it beat 
I beat the game forward to backwards with the silver balloons and irregular balloons. Oh, my balloons. goodness. Um, I had, you know, Golden Eye. I had every single, like, fastest time beaten in every single level to get all the cheats unlocked. You know, I had all this stuff done. Like, all this crazy stuff. Hardcore. I even had, like, Beetlebug Adventure Racing. Remember that game? <laughs> <laughs> I when don't you, know that one. Yeah, like all, I had every single game. I'm just like, I'm going to beat this game, get every single thing. So this stupid game where you just have like all these crazy like um, like Volkswagen Beetles and you can unlock like all these crazy cars and stuff. And I that beat, is gamer dedication. That's yeah, what I'm it saying. is. No kidding. So I had like, like that game. I had like all the cars unlocked. I had like a, there was like one bug that had like an alien head on it and stuff. That was wicked cool. And um, uh, was that San Francisco Rush? Had yeah. all the keys from every single level. Like every game I had, it was totally maxed out. Uh, the only games that didn't get stolen um, for my Nintendo 64 was my my Zelda Ocarina of Time, my Zelda Majora's Mask, and Super Smash Brothers because I kept those hidden <laughs> in my room, <laughs> in the box. <laughs> you had a vault? <laughs> like I just kept them hidden away? Well, you know, when, when I was a kid... Um, cause I have all, I have a bunch of, um, games saved from regular Nintendo too. Like my favorite games, like, you know, Zelda, uh, the first one, the second one, uh, Link to the Pat, wow. no, the Link, but the gold, I have the gold cartridges. Yeah. My all time favorite game, I think for Nintendo though, as much as I love Zelda is Jackal. That game is so fun. That is an awesome game. So like I have, and all my Ninja, Ninja Turtle games, I was a huge Ninja Turtle fan. Actually, I have a, um, a 12 foot. Uh, Raphael Ninja Turtle in my room I've had since I was five and I have all the Shogun Ninja Turtles in the boxes I have all the Troll Ninja Turtles I have the Troll Ninja Turtles yeah the, you know the Trolls, yeah. Yeah. Ninja Turtles. Yeah. I have like Raphael Leonardo Michelangelo <laughs> as Trolls wow. in the box like I have all this crazy where stuff where do you get a 12 foot tall Raphael <laughs> <laughs> no not 12 feet I'm 12, 12 inches oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I saw your eyes light up I was like oh, he's never seen one before yeah, I was like wow that's uh, how do you get that through a door it's <laughs> oh man so I used to always Take the size and pretend they're real, and I'd like just jab stuff with them. But um, grapes, yeah, I remember was. one time I was so pissed. They um, because when they used to market stuff, I bought this shredder, and they showed it like um, like jumping off a tree or something in the back if you wind it up. And so I wound it up, I put it next to a tree, and it wouldn't climb the tree. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> so it did in the commercial. <laughs> Isn't it commercials are so misleading. Oh, they were so <laughs> misleading. You were a kid. The toys are the coolest stuff, and I'm like. Yeah, I'm gonna, this is gonna bounce off this tree. It's gonna be sick. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Damn. so I had all that stuff, and so I hid those games in my room. I still have them, just because I used to hide Zelda because my no, brother doesn't. They're hidden. That's all we're gonna say. They're not in his room. <laughs> yeah, he they're hidden no. somewhere else. <laughs> no, that's when I was a kid. They were in the, yeah. now they're in a special place. No, but so for Zelda, <laughs> if you didn't shut the game off correctly, it, it deleted all your saved games. Yeah, and so I didn't want my my little brothers playing it. So I would hide it because <laughs> I wanted to delete my game. <laughs> I was assuming maybe you had the forethought that things were going to go missing. You're like, there's no way anyone is taking any of these games. Well, that was definitely a part of it, too. You know, I was just that's super protective of your geeky things. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> even like Super Mario RPG, like I had that game like, you know, you played that. Obviously. That's a great that game is an amazing game. And I used to hide that one, too, because I didn't want anybody playing it. <laughs> it's mine. <laughs> Donkey Kong Country. Like, I had all the big DK coins. Yep. I'm like, I'm going to hide this one, too, because I don't want my little brothers to delete. Because they would delete my guys to make their own guys. I have three little brothers. So I'm like, screw you guys. I'm playing my game. <laughs> I assume you've gotten an N64 to replace the uh, stolen one at this point. Yeah. And, um, yeah, because I, I'm lethal with Super Smash Brothers. I used to I used to play as Link, and I would put three star foxes on level four and just go to town and so then i would play my friends and i would go to like people's houses you know when the game was popular 
And they'd be like, oh, I'm nasty at that. I'll beat your ass. I'm like, oh, okay, let's go play right now. And I got like bombs and boomerangs bouncing off your face before you even have a chance to jump in the air. Like, and I was really good with my timing too. And I would like knock them off the screen and I would just wait for them to kind of float back and then just be like, wham, what a boomerang. <laughs> Shoot them back across the screen. <laughs> uh, and then get the heart as it fell and get my life back down to zero and be like, let's go again. Yeah. You know? Being such a big superhero fan, have you played Marvel vs. Capcom 3 at all? Oh, yeah. I was actually playing it at um, Comic-Con uh, last year yep. when I was because they had it there. Oh, that's right. That's what you were there for. Yeah, I was at the IGN booth. And so um, so I'm dressed as Captain America. And obviously, I picked I picked Captain America. I picked Dante. And uh, I, I picked the chick from uh, Dante as well. Yep. I forget her Felicia. name. Felicia. Yeah, Felicia. Yeah. And so, you know, some of the, there's a lot of people there watching, obviously, with a Captain America suit on. Right. And they're like, ah, oh, Captain America, pick Captain America. Like, <laughs> That's so meta. <laughs> you know, I don't think I look like a gamer. You yeah. know what I mean? So I'm sitting there and I just beat this kid's ass with Captain America. Like, <laughs> I destroyed all three of his guys with just Captain America. And they were like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why Captain America picked Captain America. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I was like, be like, just drop the controller and walk away. Yeah, that's what I did. I was like, oh, I got, I'm done. I proved the point here. But that nice. game is sick. You used to bust so many quarters in the arcade mm-hmm. playing that one because you, can, you can't beat the last guy unless you're lucky unless you have like absolute luck oh yeah when he transforms into the huge dude and he just destroys you and you're just like what the hell yeah you can't even find good arcades anymore really no, you know what you do is you have a friend who knows how to hack a PSP and then you just get all the arcade games on there but oh, that yeah. would be illegal right? <laughs> yeah. no, awesome. that's not illegal not that I have one that every time you press select it's like putting a coin in <laughs> <laughs> they have people that actually make old cabinets now like rebuild and put custom monitors in there wow. and have the yeah it's really cool well you know um, you can download the old school X-Men game for Xbox Oh, yeah. Oh, I got it on PS3, too. Oh, you got it? Yeah. yeah. I was like, what? I'm downloading this right now. I can't believe how fast I got through it. It's so short. No, yeah, you're right. It really is, because I felt the same way. I felt felt gypped. Because I used to throw quarter after quarter after quarter into that one. And it was mainly because I would run out of all my mutant powers. Yeah. (laughs) I wanted more. Yeah, especially Wolverine, he like, you know, does the claw thing. Yeah, which made total sense. (laughs) Wolverine shoots lasers all of a sudden. Yeah, that game was awesome. <laughs> All right, so you're you're a gamer. You uh, you, you got your superhero thing going on. Oh yeah, I got um, my power. I got all the Power Ranger Megazords still in boxes. Oh so no, kidding! I have like the ninja ones, the regular ones. I have the Dragon Zord. I have the Tita- Titanus. Like all- they're making a new Power Rangers movie, aren't they? Are they really? I just heard about that. Yeah. So those movies were so cheesy. I remember, like, <laughs> I was like, Dad, I want to go see the Power Rangers movie with the ooze one. Oh, yeah. You know, I remember leaving being like, that was so stupid. Why did I make my dad take me to this movie? <laughs> <laughs> I know. The movies were cornier than the show was. Oh, yeah. It was super corny. Yeah. Wait, like, oh, have you guys seen um, College Humor? Oh, Sword yeah. Art is a Racist? Oh, yeah. oh yeah. my God. <laughs> it makes me cry. It's like, hey. It's like, don't steal anything when you're on your way out. <laughs> I love that one. That's awesome. Um, I, we have a game we play on the show all the time. If, if you wouldn't mind playing with us. Sure. Okay. It's a game we call uh, Top 3. Okay. Basically, I'm going to give you a category, and you can give me the three things that satisfy the category. You don't have to place them in any order if you don't want to. Okay. All right. But uh, we have some intro music for that. Three, two, one. 
That's what the listeners wait for, really. <laughs> <laughs> they wait for that. Um, since you are a big superhero fan, and uh, a lot of people look up to you, the Harmonation does, I want to know what your top three superhero role models would be. My Well, my top three were Superman, Captain America, and Wolverine. And Wolverine was actually my favorite favorite when I was a little kid. And yeah. I kind of crossed over the Superman and then Captain America later on. What was it about Wolverine that kind of gripped you? When I was a kid, I was bullied a lot, and I liked Wolverine because he just pound your face in. Yeah, you know, like he didn't care. He didn't put up with any crap. If you were if you were a bad person, you know, and he saw someone getting picked on or doing something wrong, he would just jump right in and take care of business. And when I was a kid, that you know, it's kind of how I felt. Yep. You know, and um, so and I thought I even had a Wolverine cake. My aunt made me this like sweet Wolverine cake, and she put the claws in. It was really cool. That's awesome. And then I have like you know me in my Wolverine costume when I was a kid. I think I have a photo of that online somewhere. My dad sent it to me. And then um and then I you know, as I started to get older, you know, my, my parents always like, you know, and I was very introverted, so I was still kinda quiet. Mm-hmm. And I was getting into a lot of fights and I kinda switched gears and became more, you know, kept to myself and that's when I started to like Superman because he was more just like the strong silent type and sure. you don't ever have to go after people. And so I like I have um you know, I have like all like the the life and death series. Like remember when they came like the death book came in a black case and the life book came in a white case oh, yeah. and the whole thing with um you know cyber superman and the black guy which i don't know why they think he was oh, superman. steel yeah, yeah, steel. yeah. <laughs> he, it's shaquille o'neal actually i know <laughs> shaquille o'neal is with superman for a while like that whole series you know i fell in love with that and i had like the huge like novel they did for the life after death yep you know I got really into that. And then as I got older, you know, I started to, you know, fall more in love with Captain America because he was kind of like in the middle. Yeah. Like he's very yeah. diplomatic and he'll also like throw a shield in your face if he has to. True. And that's kind of where I'm at right now is more like the bigger Captain America fan. So you went with the both extremes and then just kind of yeah. found your way into the middle. That's cool. Yeah. Cause like I like Superman, but I mean, he like they're starting to make him a little more like badass. Yeah. Like if they're going to redo a Superman movie, which I know they are with Henry Cavill. You know, he he needs to start like doing some more badass stuff because it's the old school like, you know, doofy kinda Clark Kent isn't really cutting it. Yeah. It's fan. not really modern anymore. No, yeah, it's not modern. I was actually having a conversation with someone about this and like that's why even the last Superman movie, like it was a cool movie, but it was just like boring. Yeah. You know, you like Superman like there was um you seen the cartoon where Superman dies. No, it's the Doomsday cartoon that recently came out. Oh yeah, it's right up there. <laughs> yeah, you know, and then like the clone Superman grabs yep. the toy guy and just goes, you know, you're you know you rape kids. See you later. He right. Drops him from like a million feet in the air and he just implodes in the ground. Yeah. You're like, yeah, like if he did that a couple more times, maybe people <laughs> would think twice about doing. Like, who would ever rob a bank? Superman's gonna pick you up and drop you on your head. Right. <laughs> you know? Goes the extra mile. Yeah, he's like literally straight up in the air. Yeah, he just <laughs> drops you and leaves. Doesn't even watch. You know, I don't think you should do that. Well, but, yeah. You know, it's just would <laughs> be make him a little more interesting, I guess. But yeah, he had the uh, the Christopher Reeve was like yeah the more doofy kind of. And he he had the separation more between Clark and Superman. The comics have definitely gotten away from that, and they put him more of the same. And when they modernized him, and now there's the whole DC reboot. Have you read things about that? I haven't yet. No. Uh, DC in September is bringing every single issue of every single comic back to number one, 
and they're kind of relaunching all of their characters. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, there are some good things coming from it, and there are some bad things. Like Superman, in one of his comics, he's going to be running around with a Superman t-shirt and jeans and work boots on and like a little cape that only goes down to his waist. It's really odd looking. Kind of like a Superboy with his like, leather jacket and his Kinda. red pants. Yeah. That was cool, though. <laughs> his costume was pretty cool. Well, Even he, though he had like a weird no, bowl cut no, going on. Oh, come on. No. I actually have that one. That's I, have, one. I still have those toys of him in that costume. Yeah, and now they're actually they're changing Superboy more towards like the Young Justice cartoon. The Young Justice, I like him in there. He's more like a badass. Yeah, he's more like the Batman you have over there, the twenty twelve Batman. Or what's the Batman two thousand or Batman Forever? Oh yeah, what's that toy you have over there? Which with one? The, with uh, the red. Oh, Batman Beyond. Batman Beyond. Yeah. There we collectible go. Collectible figures. Behind collectible that. figures. Yeah. <laughs> Not toys. Collectible, <laughs> collectible toys. figures. Oh, I loved Batman Beyond. So good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that's pretty cool. But I, I remember reading one comic, one Superman comic that was pretty cool. It's like way in the future, and they cloned Batman, and he was like a clone of his was just running around rampaging, and Superman was living with the people and like in the sky, and he was old. Really? You ever seen that one? I don't think so. Me neither. No. He was, um, and he had basically like the world had just gone like completely to shit, and it's all like gangs and violence and stuff, and. Super, and the skies were like scorched, so there was no sunlight. So Superman lived in the, oh. with the sky people in order to get his strength back and his power back. And um, they cloned Batman, and his clone was running around like killing stuff. And so he destroys the clone, and he finds Batman's like remains. And then he ends up like walking into like this furnace because he was he was so old and hadn't had so much sunlight that he was weakened. Yeah. Then he like walked into the furnace to destroy his DNA and Batman's DNA. It was a pretty cool. Comic. Jeez. Wow. Clones never work out well. No. Yeah. No, <laughs> no they when, don't. when will they learn? <laughs> yeah. Although Superboy's a clone when it came down, although they're changing his origin too. the coolest thing they did with him in the comics was they made it. They revealed that he was half Superman's DNA and half Lex Luthor's, which was awesome. And now they're totally getting rid of that and just saying he's a clone of Superman hmm. and like random human DNA. Oh, really? I didn't even know that. Yeah. At one point, he ended up shaving his head when he found it out and like carved an L into him and everything. When he found out he was part Luther, it was, he went like hardcore. Really? Yeah. He went off the rocks for a little bit, but they brought him back. What about, well, I liked the, the recent cartoon with Supergirl with Darkseid. Yeah, that was good. The apocalypse. Yeah, one. the fight scene was awesome. Those are great books too. The Batman Superman ones. Yeah, they have like such a cool uh, dialogue because they'll show like what Batman's thinking about a certain situation, and then what Superman's thinking about it at the same time, and it really highlights their personalities and everything. It's yeah. great. Awesome books. We have another game that I uh, play when I have guests. And this is a simpler one, simply called This or That. I have no intro music for it yet, because this is the first time we're actually playing it. So, <laughs> awesome. So you're a test subject right now. <laughs> Basically, I'll give you two things, and you just tell me which one you appeal to more. Okay. So first, Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Trek. I used to watch it with my dad all the time. Next Generation or Original Series? The Original, because that's all I remember, Really? Really? Yeah, I used to every um my dad would watch it every night and I would just get pizza and just sit down and watch it with him. Nice. Plus I like it and they uh, they also go more towards that in Futurama. Yeah. It's fun oh, to yeah. see all the That's true. Like the episode where they all have their bodies like remade by yep. the cloud guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Uh zombies or robots? Robots. Like, zombies terrify me. Yeah. I hate zombies. I'm in the same camp. They're so creepy. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was actually, so I'm going to buy this, like, sweet, like, katana, like a folded steel katana. Yeah. And all my friends, like, are buying guns for whatever reason. They go to the gun range, and they're like, they're like, why would you buy a sword? I'm like, because that never runs out of ammo, bro. Like, That's right. <laughs> as long as I got, when the zombie apocalypse comes, you know, 
just because you shoot a zombie doesn't mean he's going down. You cut yeah. off his legs and head, you know. No, it's say. totally true. We actually just did a zombie apocalypse episode a little while ago, all these tactics to survive. And <laughs> oh, yeah, you need a sword. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, you need a sword. You need some sort of melee weapon because yeah. you're going to run out of ammo. And it's yeah. it's quieter, too. Yeah, exactly. You know, you don't have all these zombies running at you. Although the um, zombie land movie was kind of funny. Yeah. Random, <laughs> random cameo by Bill Murray. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone loves that part. Uh, live action or cartoon? Depends on what it is, because if it's cartoon and I want to see some crazy stuff, I want to watch Dragon Ball Z. Yep. But if it's live action, like, I mean, some of like the the stuff they're doing now in the movies is pretty crazy. Like, the, the live action in Thor was, like, awesome. Yeah. And he was swinging the hammer around and flying in the air and just beating stuff down. I was surprised how creative they got with the hammer. Yeah, when he was flying around and when he, like, went through the monster's face at the end. Yep. When he went to the, the Frost Giant's place. So, I, I guess it depends on what I'm watching. Yeah. Even even like the Green Hornet, like it was sick. Yeah, you know when um Kato, right? Kato yep, yep. was like doing all this crazy stuff. And I'm that, still surprised they found anyone to take on Bruce Lee's role. Like, yeah, who wants to step into that? Yeah, no, he did a good job. Yeah. He did a really good job. What else? Uh, Emma Frost or Power Girl? No Frost or Power Girl? I don't think I'm familiar with those. Uh, Emma Frost. Oh, is, Emma Emma Frost. Yeah, yeah. She's in the new um the new movie just came out. Yeah, January Jones yeah, plays yeah, yeah, her. Yeah. And Power Girl is always the uh, the joke in comic books because her chest is ridiculously huge. Wait, is Power Girl the one with the black and yellow costume? Is it black and yellow? There's it's uh, red, red it's red, red black, and, and white. red, black, and white. Mm-hmm. She has that belt. I thought it was blue, red, and white. Red, red, black, white, and blue. I think she's had a couple different versions. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. No, isn't she in the new Marvel verse, Marvel Marvel Alliance game, the second one? She's a uh, a DC character. She's kind of like. A future version of Supergirl that came back, and they ended up just changing her name. Oh, I think Emma Frost. I would Emma Frost is pretty sweet because she can turn to crystal. Yeah, that you always know. comes in handy. Yeah, <laughs> she can turn to crystal, and then she can read minds, which is pretty crazy. And they did a good job with her in the movie too. Although, you know, she was like ten pounds in the movie with oh, her yeah. chest. She had no butt. No. <laughs> so Emma Frost with a nice bum like she has in the comics, I guess, would work better for me. I'm wondering if you if could that's get even away right with that. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm wondering if you could get away with having Emma Frost turn into Crystal, selling her at a pawn shop, and then she can just walk out at night, and then you can go somewhere else and do it again. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Endless supply of money. Wow. I don't know. <laughs> it just jumped into my head. Um, Captain Planet or Captain America? Well, obviously, Captain yeah, America. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you go with Captain America. I'm a Captain Planet from uh, Robot Chicken, where he kicks everybody in the nuts. That's true. <laughs> that was a great, great segment. They're doing a Captain Planet movie. They are. Live action. Yeah. It's going to be epically bad, but so good at the same time. Oh, my God. I can't (laughs) wait to see how doofy they make the kids look. Come on, Captain. (laughs) Especially the kid with the heart ring. Oh, my God. Mati. (laughs) Who wants to be Mati? I'd be like, man, this sucks. (laughs) I have the power of heart. Yeah. Give me the fire guy. So Power Girl's uh, outfit was red, white, and blue with a black belt. Do you have it? Oh, okay. That's Power Girl. okay. I don't know much about her. There are many, many jokes about her just because she's She's busty. That's how that was her power. Pretty much. Well, she has like Superman's type powers, but yeah, for whatever reason, they just exaggerated her over time, and that's what she became. <laughs> the bad guys are like, oh, okay. She was All the, right. uh, the Star Trek character with the low bust line in the comic book world, the from Star Trek: Next Generation. Yeah. Uh, whatever her name was, the psychiatrist. Oh yeah, oh, um, yeah, yeah. Troy. Troy. Thank Troy. You. Yeah, and they always made the comments. Right. Yeah. Last one: Xbox or PlayStation. Ah. Uh, I have, I mean, I have, I have both, but I have to go Xbox just because I do like I have like Halo and Call of Duty videos all over the internet. Yeah, 
have this sweet Halo video from the Halo 3 with the plasma cannon you charge up. Yeah. I was like doing an online gaming, and this guy was like running across the map, and I just went, and I shot him right in the face right before he was about to get up the staircase, and he just blew up and fell off the map. I was like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, have awesome, I have awesome like sticky grenades, and I'm, I have all crazy videos online. I got like my my best videos I have on Call of Duty is I'm nasty with the bow and arrow. Yeah. Like I like people go, Oh, that's luck. I'm like, not when you make ten videos doing the same thing. Like it's not luck. <laughs> like I'll be like ducking behind something and then I'll see someone like so far away and I'll just be like do 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 boom, shoot right in the face. Do you often record while you play or? Um, well you can go back and you can record Oh, okay. Or what I'll do is I'll go back to the game and then I'll just pull out my flip camera and I'll set it up and then I'll just like you know, go in and I'll show the arrow like going across the map and like sticking someone in the face and show it blow up. And yeah, I, like I said, I have too much fun. <laughs> <laughs> I get a nasty a montage video. My favorite weapon is the 50 cal sniper in Modern Warfare, which is the one thing I don't like about Black Ops is I love the 50 cal. I use it like a shotgun. Yeah. I don't aim half the time. And I'm like blowing people's heads off. And so uh, I did a montage video of all my nasty headshots and I even got like my 10th. Like my what is it ten thousand or one thousand headshot on video, and it was like three dudes. I was like boom, 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 shoot them all in the head. And people in the comment section because they're freaking just jealous, and they're like, "Yeah, I can take all my best shots too and compile compile them into one video." Right? I'm like, bro, that's you just saw that boom, 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 all in the head. Like it wasn't luck. There were no cuts. No <laughs> <Yeah>. cuts. <laughs> like there was no cuts. Come on, <laughs> that's skill right there. Yeah, take and it. It's a live button in the bottom. You know, just so that no one can argue it. I know, right? that would be good do commentary over it so people are uh believing everything um to connect the video games with uh, the fitness stuff that you do there are a lot of video games out there now that are fitness oriented there's like we fit ea active 2 zumba fitness how do you feel about that kind of stuff pretty good they actually had the um the ea sports game at my booth when i was at ign last year and i i have it too and it's just fun ways to get people to move around because a lot of game, like a lot of gamers, you know, they don't want to get up because mm-hmm. it's boring, you know. Right, right. But they'll play a game because of the competitive aspect is there where you have a number. I think a lot of gamers like to have that number, and you know, like I got the most kills or I got this or that, or that. Right, right. Level so, up and everything. Yeah, level yeah. up and all that stuff. So um, I, lo- I think it's great because a lot of ga- I've talked to a lot of people who are gamers and they've they've lost weight and you know gotten in shape and even give them the courage to actually want to go to the gym because they don't feel like they would just go there or don't know what to do. Right. So any way to help someone learn, the better. Would you recommend it more as a starting point or something? You wouldn't I mean, probably I, use it for someone that's a serious. I mean, someone like me, if I did like the EA Sports stuff, I mean, it, it's it's going to challenge me. Yeah. But on different levels. I'm not going to be able to um, to gain massive amounts of muscle doing it because in order to do that, you need to be lifting heavy weight to really rip and tear the muscle sure. tissue. You know what I mean? Sure. But you know, as far as my cardio endurance and my coordination, you know, it would definitely make huge improvements in that. It's kind of like um, it's like intense circuit training and doing total body workouts. Right. It's like P90X stuff. You could even probably do it. You know, you can do some of these exercises while holding weights. You know, Just because the game says not to do it, you can get sure. some like two pound weights or five pound weights and hold them in your hands while you're pot while you're boxing and stuff you know absolutely but for that one slight I would, modifications yeah. yeah yeah but for those i would definitely go with the xbox because for the connect you don't have to hold anything i think with the playstation you still get to hold the wand a little yeah bit. there are some like that there's a a new game that's been on the uk charts for like seven weeks straight called zumba fitness yeah and you wear zumba. you wear a belt and you put the move like right in the side and it detects that because it's all about the hips and the waist and everything oh that's cool yeah yeah and so you can then you could hold dumbbells in your hand exactly 
Yeah, I think just it, as people get more creative with it, you know, they'll find ways to make it challenging, especially yeah. gamers, because that's what being a gamer is all about. Is you just find you know all the loopholes and all the fun ways to make it more challenging. Absolutely. Eventually, we'll always see the Scott Herman fitness game. I hope so. <laughs> I bet I need like get a, a movie deal or a game deal or something soon. <laughs> Absolutely. Just like and beat people in it online. Like, yeah, you're playing me. I'm gonna destroy you because I know all the secrets. Everyone wants to be a video game character someday. Yeah, well, like in um, what is it, Grandma's Boy? She knows like the only move to make her like character like super huge and kill the the other kid. <laughs> She's like, he's like, how did you do that? <laughs> That's gonna be me. I'm gonna have a game made. I'm gonna have the. I'm gonna be the only person who knows the secret. Like. Make your character indestructible code. <laughs> oh, are you going to beat me? Nope. <laughs> I didn't release this one to everybody else. This one's just for me. Yeah, just for me. My character turns into like like a huge Captain America and pulls out a shield and smacks you in the face and says, ha ha. <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. Little copyright infringement, but yeah. fantastic at the same time. Let's change the colors. And yeah. Call him Captain Awesome. There you go. I work Captain Abs. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be sweet. <laughs> Um, I read recently uh, Tim Ferriss's Four Hour Body book. I actually have that on my bureau, and I just haven't read it yet. But I've heard good things about it. Yeah, there there are a couple things that seem kind of controversial. Like his meal plan includes absolutely no carbs whatsoever, yeah, no fruit, and and some of those things just seem like really extreme. Yeah, I mean for for me, I live on carbs. My there's something to be said. Where I'm going to start looking into this more. There's um, blood type diets. And depending on your blood type, your body responds to carbs, proteins, and fats differently. And like for someone like me, like I eat like you know, four or 500 grams of carbs a day. If I don't eat that much food, I get tired, cranky. You know, I, mm-hmm. just, I need to have the carbohydrates in me. Other people, if they have that many carbs, they'll just store it as fat. So sure. maybe for his body type, no, that was working for him. But for someone like me, if I didn't eat carbs, I'd be depleted. I have no energy to work out. My muscle, your, your, your muscles need carbs to stay full. Yep. You know, it's just like a marathon runner. They have to end up loading up on their carbs. Yeah, beforehand. You, yeah, yeah. It's your number one source of energy. Regard, like, period. Right. Carbohydrates are number one source of energy. But um, I do like I do like some of the things he said. Like he would do like um, he would just start doing some um, like some no weight squats, like mm-hmm. twenty reps before he eats food to get his right. metabolism going. Like. And also the whole thing with um with like ice baths yep. and stuff. Yep. And they related it to Michael Phelps eating like thirteen thousand calories a day, and then swimming because he was in water all day. It would, yeah, yeah, because you're in eighty five degree water and your body has to be, you know, ninety something, you know, ninety what is it, ninety three ninety three point one, ninety four point one, something like that. Yeah. Anyways, has to be a lot warmer than the water is. Yep. So your body has to work harder to get its internal temperature back up. So yeah. that makes sense, and it's. It's interesting stuff. Yeah, he had said too. Um, in the ice bath thing, obviously that's a bit extreme to create an ice bath for yourself every night. But he said you get the same benefit, like putting a, a cold pack on the back of your neck for like a half hour before you go to bed or something at night too. Yeah. So that was it, it's interesting stuff. It just seemed very extreme with some of it, especially his workout plan, which was doing everything to failure and then very like low amount of sets of those exercises he wanted to activate everything but not really work it yeah and i it, it just didn't seem like it made sense at all well the the human body is you know there's so many different ways to to trick it and to alter it and to do things with it that i mean we we I mean the fitness industry changes every day like there's always something new coming out disproving something that came out earlier yeah you know, and, eggs are um, good, eggs are bad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, 
you know, like, and he, you know, he's he did it himself. He tested it, and it worked for him. And if it works for him, great. Um, what I would do, what I would recommend people to do when they read books like this or articles and magazines or whatnot is read it and then try it and then just, you know, alter it for your body. Mm-hmm. You know, don't take it as fact for you because your body's different. You know, start to try it. And then if you start to notice you feel a certain way and you got to change things, add more, like, then just change it and make it for yourself. Sure. And that's the biggest thing. And that's the biggest thing I teach on my YouTube channel is, you know, some people will be like, you know, why do, why do you do it this way? That way is not right because I think there's only one way to work out. It's like, sure. listen, if you like my, my chest, this chest routine and this chest routine, and you want to try something new, well, then take three exercises from that one and two exercises from this one and combine them and then do a new routine. Like, yeah. think outside the box. Yeah. Oh, I love your channel. And, and when you have all the different exercises there, because I'm constantly looking for, well, I want to work in a new bicep exercise here or a new uh, chest exercise here. And I can just pick and choose and put together my own workout based on that stuff, which is great. Yeah, that's why I do the um, the Saturday exercise explosions, which is every Saturday or at least two new exercises, and they're like they're videos that are minute and like thirty seconds long. Like hey, like last night, you know, me and my team we went and we filmed um, a new a new shoulder a trap exercise routine, and then we did a new bicep routine. And what we do is after we're done filming the routine, which is usually ten to fifteen minutes long, is we go through the exercises, and if I don't already have them posted as individual exercises on the website, mm-hmm. we do a quick video just to demonstrate form. But also, you know, not everyone wants to you know go through the whole routine just to find one exercise. Sure. So that's why you get to split it up. And it's really organized. Well, I mean, you have all the timestamps and everything. Yeah, if the people ti- do want to jump. Yeah, you know, people are starting to get more familiar with YouTube, and um, you know, so when I when I mention timestamps, people are like, "What are you talking about, my yeah. bro?" Open the info section. Oh, you know, then you just click on and people go, oh, my God, I don't even know you could do that. It's like chapter skipping in a DVD. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly what it is. And on the actual website, which is scottherbanfitness.com, we have the body diagram. Yep. And you just click on the muscle. And when you click, say you click on bicep, uh, and the page that pops up is, you know, it says beginner, intermediate, and advanced. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of hard to label an exercise as beginner, intermediate, and advanced, but you can kind of do it in a general manner. And what that does is it just gives a beginner like, it, it takes away that fear of wanting to try something, yep. which is mainly what I do. So now they're organized into these three categories and you click on the exercise and then it pops up with photos and explanation and then the video on the right. You click on the video, it expands to the whole page and you know now you know what to do. Yeah, that's great. I really like the, uh, the ab pillow ex- uh, workout, by the way. I have oh, my yeah. pillow over there. I don't have a Scott Herman... Uh, pillow cover yet, but <laughs> uh, actually, I would have brought you one. Yeah, we're gonna um, we're gonna. F- I actually I was at my studio doing some organizing, and I'm like, oh, I gotta film another ad pillow routine because though people love those. Yeah, it was great, and it's it's so easy to do. You don't need any equipment you don't have already. Yeah, and I have um, I have actually total body routines. It, it's because total total body stuff is all about just keeping the heart rate going and moving around and jumping around like um. The ad pillow routine, I think it's called. Um, you'll never sleep alone again, mm-hmm. and then you just like. You roll over on the pillow, you do a set of crunches, you roll off the pillow and do something, roll back on the pillow and do like crunches a different way. You can put it on setting two, you yeah. fold it in half. You know, it's just basically what the pillow is doing is it's keeping your lower back off the ground, which is essentially all these ab routine or these ab um, the, the products you find online. You know, they're like, oh, sit ups are boring and they hurt your back. Well, put a pillow under your back and you can do sit ups all day and you won't have a problem. Yeah. So, yeah, um, uh, since we're talking about the YouTube channel, too, you've been really successful with integrating social media into your business plan, including things like YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff. 
and I, there are people out there probably going, he's giving all this stuff away for free. How does how does he even run a business? So uh, how this game plan come into play for you and how beneficial has it been? Well, that's the that's the thing. And, you know, you had I had to go into this business not worrying about the money. Mm-hmm. You know, I've worked in a gym my whole life and uh, my business partner and I started the business in 2007 and. The way it started was, you know, I was the general manager of the gym. People would come in the gym and either they couldn't afford training or they would quit because they weren't getting results. And so I we started doing photos of how to use all the machines in my gym, which is mm-hmm. Answers Fitness in North Attleboro, Massachusetts. So we would do like um like you'd see in a magazine, like the starting position and the ending position. And I had gotten the idea because I just was doing all my stuff with men's health because I had won the best abs on the East Coast and I was, you know, I was doing photo shoots for them now, like mm-hmm you know, demonstrating all the exercises and they were doing before, you know, starting and ending. So I'm like, oh, we can do that for our gym. And so then when people would sign up, I'd say, listen, um, you know, if you don't know how to use the equipment, you can't afford a trainer, go to my site, you know, I'm starting to post exercises on there. And then probably like five or six months later, the whole like, you know, real world thing happened. And I went off to, to New York, to Brooklyn to film the show. And, you know, I have my degrees in business. I ha- I'm a certified trainer and I, you know, I'm certified in meal plans and all that stuff too, but I went to school for business. So when I was on the show, I was, you know, watching the camera people do their thing. Yep. I was watching all like the, the networking and the marketing and the social media and how that all works and how to combine it. I was making connections. And so um, after the show ended, I, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do if I wanted to continue because I do want to like, I do want to do some acting. Yep. Like I, we talked upstairs. I would love to do a superhero role. Uh, like I said, we talked about The Flash. That'd be cool. <laughs> um so I would love to do stuff like that, but what it came down to is I was just, you know, starting to really miss the fitness stuff. Yeah. And so I was actually, con- I started doing videos in my room in New York, just talking about like different subjects and fitness. And I have a couple videos if you watch when they, like I first came out, I have like one called Work That Butt and it's like all these squat exercises you can do. And I do it in my my room, which was a complete mess because my roommates <laughs> were just like so messy and it's a New York apartment, you don't have much room. Yeah. So he contacted me. This guy worked from Google. His name is Ben Ling. And he goes, hey, you know, you can make a living doing this stuff. And so he, I went down to the offices in Google and chatted with him. And he explained to me, like, how the AdSense program works and clicks, you know, how much you get paid per click if you have a certain amount of subscribers. And so then I started the, the, the um, YouTube channel. And honestly, for me, because like I said, you you get, you know, the AdSense is where you're making your money. But if you, like at the time, I had 200 subscribers. I was making like 10 cents a day. Yeah. You know, and yeah. you can't live up 10 cents a day. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, luckily for me, you know, I would do my appearances because my, my show is on TV and, you know, you, you get paid between like, you know, 1000 and 2000 for an appearance. Yep. So that's how I was paying my bills. Gotcha. So I basically work like 12, 15 hours a day, you know, talking to people, responding to people um, and uh, editing videos. And then on the weekends, I would go off and do my appearances and then I would, you know, have to pay my ridiculous bill for my apartment in New York. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so then after I started doing them and people started to like them, I decided to move back home and then start making videos full time in the actual gym. And then that's when it really started to pick up. And now, you know, two years later, I started doing the videos in 2009. I have 115,000 subscribers on YouTube, yep. 30 million video views, 530 videos, the Facebook page. Facebook page is almost at 80,000 people, but the daily interactions are between 600,000 and a million a day. Yeah. Because that's the Facebook... Yeah, it's amazing. The Facebook, go well, the Facebook page is a lot different. If you go on there, you know you see people talking to each other about fitness. You know, there's not too many pages you can go to on Facebook where 
there's dialogue going on and people posting their photos and yep. asking questions and feeling confident about it because we have a we have a zero tolerance policy on the page. If you go there and start talking some smack, I ban you in a second. I don't care. Yeah. Because if you're why am I gonna give you a second chance? You went there, no one else is talking smack and you're gonna be a jerk? Okay, see you later. Yeah. You know? No, it's great. I mean I was I was on there today and I go on there frequently. People ask questions and you've created such a community that you don't have to be there all the time to answer every single question. The community is self-sufficient. Yeah, and what we try to do is, um, you know, we go through the page. Uh, me and my, you know, some of my my associates, we go through the page and we make sure we like people's comments to make sure that the information is correct and so they know we're actually reading it. Yep, because it's impossible to respond to everyone, you know, and. Like sometimes we'll, we'll like their comment to let them know we read it, and we'll say great job, like you know, great input. You guys are doing great, great support. Or if something is maybe skewed and the information isn't totally correct, we'll say, hey, you know, John, you did a great job, but also keep in mind that this is what happens when you, you know, when you want to eat properly, you got to eat carbs and whatever. Like we just right, get in right. there and kind of straighten it out. And then what ends up happening, and you know, some people. They get mad because they said, "Oh, the community is just regurgitating, you know, what Scott said." And well, that's fine. If they're regurgitating what I said and what I said was true, then why is that a problem? Right. We're sharing accurate information. Yeah, like you're just saying that about protein because Scott. The internet. That's not how it works. I know. So. There's got to be trolls that have to bash everything. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, that's how I learned. I, I worked at a gym since I was 14. I would listen to the trainers. Sure. And I'm like, "Oh, bicep curl works your bicep." Oh, is that wrong? Because I heard someone say it. Like I didn't read it in a book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You briefly mentioned your real world experience, which yeah. we haven't touched on too much. But um, one of the things that I, I always wonder about with reality shows, because I talked to Gabby West about this for uh, who was in the who wants to be a scream queen too um, oh, okay. on VH1, and um, I, I, it's it always makes me wonder how real and how accurate people are really being portrayed. Now I assume you watched it afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Um, how mu- how did you feel it really put people across? Was it the same way that you saw them or? They chose how they wanted to show people and kind of edited their content down to kind of create those characters. No, they well, every season's different. Um, the real world is, you know, one of the few shows left where it's not scripted. They don't make you do stuff like the if anyone even talks to you who's videotaping, they get fired. The oh only, wow. The only people who can talk to you are the producers. Yeah, you know, the camera people are just there to be camera people. Like, you got these people filming you for four months. You don't even know their name until the show's over, and you finally get to meet everyone and have, like, a wrap-up party. But, I mean, some shows are obviously skit, like um, scripted, like those dating shows, and yeah. all the dudes have their corny, like, you know, cheesy lines, they say, which is obviously scripted, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, like, the reality shows, like the real world, they're not scripted. Basically, the way I explain it to people is because some people get a bad reputation, and they come off kind of like as a jackass, right, right. and they go, oh, I was edited that way. It's like, no, listen. you If you're a jackass, you're a jackass. If you're a nice person, you're a nice person. Yep. Because all the show can do is take the footage they have. So if 80% of the time you're being a good guy, all they have is footage of you being a good guy. Because they can't build a story trying to make you a jerk for if it was 20% of the time you're being a jerk because there's not enough footage for it. So you know what I mean? So Yeah. It might be skewed in that sense where they might not show maybe all your qualities, whether good or bad. They just show the most of what they have. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, that's all I can that's go off That's a really of. good answer. That's yeah. A, I've never thought about that way. That is a really good answer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've been asked many times. No. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I you know I want people who haven't seen the show, which, you know, sometimes hurts me because when you hear real world, you automatically assume, oh, he probably just like bang girls all the time and like do all the stuff and 
that wasn't the case for me at all. I actually got, you know, I was probably one of the only people to come off the show actually looking like a semi-decent fella. Yeah. You know, and I tell people, I'm like, they didn't have any footage of me, like, punching people in the face or, you know, banging girls in the living room in front of everyone. So I couldn't show it because I didn't do it. It sounds like it was kind of a classroom for you, too. Uh, you were talking about watching the cameraman and watching the production yeah, well, I mean, and everything. I mean, for the most part, I was living in the in the environment like everyone else. But I would, you know, I'd just pay attention, you know, on uh, my peripherals or subconsciously like, OK, that's how this works, how that works. Yep. You know, and you got to know those things. Social media you know, big companies still do not understand social media. I was invited to be a blogger for the Detroit Auto Show because I'm a huge Chevy fan. I have two Camaros. And I was talking to their social media team. And at the time, I had like 44,000 subscribers. They had 136,000. And they're like, how does your page have so many interactions? And we have more people. We're a big company. And you have more than us. Right. I said, because you guys run your social media like a business. And you can't do that. You need to run your social media like a human being. Right. And that's because people want that connection. There's, there's way too many things out there now where people can get a hold of you, touch you, feel you, talk to you, and you know know what you're doing. I don't Twitter that much just because I see it as just too much. Yeah. For me, like, like, I'm like, hey, go on my. You want? I'm like, I give you a choice. You want to know what I'm doing? I post on my Facebook what I'm doing. You're gonna go there. Sure. I'm not gonna Twitter because everybody else does it. Granted, my my Facebook auto posts to my Twitter. Yeah. But I don't have time to have conversations on my my friggin' phone. I got to work out. Right. <laughs> you got to fit in the workouts there you know, somewhere else. You're not going to be much of a, a hermination leader if you're losing it. I know. Like the only time I'll Twitter is like when I'm driving. You know, and that's probably bad too. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when um Oprah came out with that texting and driving thing, and um my buddy Cliff, who's here with us right now as my business partner, he sent me this video of um it was like a really group. What was it from? From England, have you seen that video from England where the girls are texting and they, cro- oh yeah, they cross the median and like they get into, this, oh yeah, yeah, and, they, yeah. and all these people die and stuff. It's like a horrible video. And so Cliff sent me that because he hates it when I text and drive. And I, t- I write back to him on Facebook. I said, Cliff, I text and drive way better than those girls. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, you suck. No, but like seriously, I mean, my BlackBerry, I don't even have to look at the keys, and I can just like. Whatever. I'm not saying do it. (laughs) Some people shouldn't be texting and driving because they can't handle it. Especially new drivers. And you shouldn't be doing it in Massachusetts because it's illegal. So you don't actually do it, but if you have... No, in New Hampshire. Oh, New Hampshire. Live for your die. Okay, there you go. There you go. I'll text if I want to. Well, it's like, you know, I don't understand why people have a problem. Well, this is going off topic a bit. It's like you can't text and drive. But, you know, but if I'm reading a map, that's okay. I don't know yeah. where I'm going, but I can look at my map, or I can do this. I can I can change the stations on my radio and look down for a second. But God forbid, I look at my phone for two seconds. I'm a horrible person. You know what it's I mean? True. I, I agree. So it's true. We'll discuss that. But later. you should not be texting and driving. Correct? Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, what what originally got you into fitness? I mean, you said you you started working at a gym when you were 14. Yeah, I uh, I started working out when I was 12 because I was just picked on and bullied all the time. And I said, you know what? I'm going to be big and strong like my superheroes, and I'm just going to beat everyone's ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's which, good motivation right Which, there. you know, was the motivation when I was a kid. Right. And, you know, um, like luckily, you know, my parents were you know very loving and supportive. And I'd come home upset. And my dad would always say to me, he'd, be, he'd say, um, you know, kids are going to be kids. He goes, don't become a bad person just because people pick on you. Because when you get older, it's not going to matter. And so, you know, 
always having that support from my parents is the reason why I didn't probably turn out to be a bad kid. I turned out to be actually very forgiving and caring. And that sounds very Captain America, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't forget who you are. Yeah, well, yeah. A good person. Good person. I'm German. Does this bother you? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's that's why I got into it. And once I once I found that outlet for my negative energy, by the time I was you know working at the gym, when I was 14, I realized that you know I would just take you know, all the mental abuse all day long and just store it subconsciously and then just release it in the gym. I was never working out because I was angry. I was just working out because I loved it and it just happened to deplete that mental, like, storage. Yeah. And I notice sometimes if I don't work out for three or four days, I'll become agitated and I think it's because I just, I take in, like, all the crap that happens every single day and I kind of just mentally store it somewhere where I don't think about it and yeah, then it just yeah. gets released through, you know, the the physical fitness. Like, running especially helps me clear my mind and you know, deplete all that negative energy. Yeah, you hear that from athletes all the time, like the runner's high that they get. And it becomes an addiction in a way because it's it's your psychological way of uh, dealing yeah. with whatever. Yeah, I'm known like I'll, you know, I run. I'll go running like, all the time at night between like 11 and 1 in the morning just because I, I run down this main road. And people think it's not safe. I'm like, well, first of all, there's no cars on the road. And the cops in my town have nothing to do but drive up and down this road. So I'll see like six cops as I'm running. So I'm... I feel safe. I'm fine. There's yeah. no on the road. But running at night, I don't know. I like, I'm like a creature of the night too. Like you love Batman. Just yeah, like yeah. the night empowers me, especially on a full new, a full moon. And, you know, I'll run down the road. I got a seven mile run that I'll do. And I'll just kind of, you know, take it and then, you know, do like fast bursts of running to just kind of get some energy out of me. And it feels good. Totally. So, uh, from working at the gym, you progressed into getting interested in training and kind of went into that direction. Yeah, um, like I said, I've always worked at the gym my whole life. I've done other jobs too. I had a DJ business for about eight years. I got my um, my financial advising license while I was going to school full time. I got my real estate license while I was going to school for business full time. I got a four year degree in business management. I I majored in marketing and operations, and they like IT and stuff like that too. But for me, the gym it was just it wasn't like work for me. It was just second nature because I've sure. been there for so long and. Up, up until I was 18, you know, I was a, the the maintenance manager and I cleaned and fixed everything. And as soon as I turned 18, I took the test to be a trainer and then became a trainer. And I just like to connect with people and chat with people and talk to people and like hear their story. And I noticed I also I would I would always take on like um, young kids would come to the gym like 15, 16 years old to work out. And I found myself, you know, especially my little brothers were the same age, like training them for free just because kind of giving back to when i was a kid and everyone in the gym would take me under their wing and show me right, what to right. do and try and you know influence me to be a better person or just see you know just be a role model you know yeah yeah but yeah i mean the gym the gym is always gonna be a part of my life and i know eventually as i get older i'll probably end up you know owning one i just like being in there in the environment you know it, it's just it relaxes me it calms me it makes me the happiest it's great to see the parallel, like when you were we were describing your uh, community online and your Facebook page and everything. It is that same thing. It's the gym moved onto your computer and all those people having those same discussions and taking each other under their wing. And yeah, like I said, I don't mind answering the same question a bazillion times, you know. And it just makes me remember it, I guess. Yeah. You know, granted, I am creating a frequently asked question page on my website, <laughs> 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 but um, you know, I don't mind saying, "Hey, yeah, you should take protein." You know, kids all the time, like, my parents will let me take protein. I'm like, your parents, like, retarded? It's protein. <laughs> it's protein. You can't eat chicken anymore? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Protein it, Protein is protein. It rebuilds your muscles. It rebuilds everything in your body, like, from your eyelashes to your skin. Like, that's what gets rebuilt. Protein is a building blocks of matter. And so, 
you know, I, I, even my dad, when he dropped me off at the gym, and the reason why I haven't done steroids and the reason why I haven't done any of this other of this crap is because, you know, I respect my father more than any other person probably on the face of this planet. And when he dropped me off the first day at work, he said, listen, you know, do it the natural way. He goes, you don't need protein. You didn't know. You don't need protein. <laughs> you don't need creatine or any of that stuff. He goes, stay natural, yeah. and if you keep with it your whole life, you'll always be in great shape, and you'll be stronger, and you'll look better than everyone else who does all this other crap. You know, and then I you know, quickly learned what protein was for, and I said, Dad, I can take protein. Yeah, you need it for your muscles, and this is what it does. And he's like, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just, you know, people don't know, especially, you, right. know, you know, 12 years ago. Sure. You know? Well, yeah, everyone had to be educated and... Absolutely. So it's a funny story. <laughs> <laughs> um, if, if there was someone that was just totally not an exerciser, um, didn't necessarily watch exactly what they ate, if there was yeah. one thing that you could tell them as a piece of advice to kind of get them started, what would that be? Like what's the most important, the key to really focusing your life towards getting towards a healthy fitness? A goal. Yeah. A goal is, you know, definitely the number one thing. Like my goal, my goal was when I was a kid and I was being bullied and I saw people just watch who could do something to fix it and change it and did nothing. Mm -hmm. I said, you know what? I'm not going to be like that person. I'm going to be someone who actually does something when I see people getting bullied. And, you know, as a young kid, I thought the only way I could do that was to be like my superheroes and get big and strong. Right, and, right. You know, to be able to, to have that kind of power. Um, you know, maybe you're not 12 years old and you're listening and you're in your twenties or thirties or forties, you know, right. you might not think like that. And I think just, you know, creating a mental picture or, you know, a goal board or a vision board, just writing down what you want to do. Like I want to lose weight or I want to be bigger and stronger. I want to live a healthier life. I mean, that's the most, that's the most basic goal you can make. I want to live a healthier life. And I say to people come in the gym, you know, especially when they're in their forties and they're really overweight. I'm like, do you want to be dead before you see grandkids? And they're like, what? Yeah. Like, do you want to be dead before you see your grandkids? You will die if you do not change your life. And they're like, okay. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, you know, maybe I take a little more of the straight on approach, but that's just how I am. You know, even when I do my motivational speeches, like I talk to kids like, hey, this is the deal. What do you want to do? Because I don't beat around the bush. Why, why would I? Right. You know? Right. But I think picking a goal is the best thing, or maybe like you have your favorite muscle magazine, and you, there's someone that you look up to, you want to look like. Cut their photo out, you know, put it on your wall, and see it every day when you wake up, you know. Buy a Scott Herman uh, ab pillow cover. Yeah, exactly. You know, and even that too. I mean, honestly, you know, maybe not to be like totally self-promoting, but go on the Scott Herman Fitness Facebook page. And, you know, you can post there. You can say, listen, I don't know what I'm doing. Where should I start? I, that My goal is to lose weight. The Hermanites will say, hey, welcome to the community. We'd love to help you. Start off here. Get on a meal plan. You need to total body train. If you want to lose weight, you can work out like five, six times a week. You can do this. You can do that. A support system is key. Not everybody has a support system. You know, if you live by yourself or maybe you don't have any friends and family around or you moved or whatever and you just you don't have someone to rely on. The Hermination's there 24 hours a day, seven days a week because we're worldwide. We're in like 80 countries, you know? Yeah. I say goodnight to everyone at 10 o'clock and, you know, all the, all the smart-ass Hermanites in, <laughs> on the other side of the world are saying, what are you talking about? It's only 9 a.m., yeah. you know? And it's like, it makes you go, wow. This pe you know, people, I have a huge following in like Malaysia. My, my website design guy lives in Morocco, you know? It's like, we're connected. We're everywhere. And it must be tremendous to just like think back to where you were when you first started and now know those now know yeah. when you speak there are so many people listening that want the message that you want to share 
Yeah, and you know it's funny because you know now I have like apparel and I have like my tank tops, and my one more rep T-shirts, and you know Hermanites are going to the gym with their tank top on, and then somebody comes up to them and goes, I'm a Hermanite too. Like, holy shit. You know what I mean? Like, they don't <laughs> right. know. And I hear stories like that all the time too. And, yeah. you know, everything I do on my site is I, I, I encourage people to, like, be themselves. Like, you know, I'm sponsored by BSN, Bioengineered Supplements and Nutrition. They're the largest, fastest growing supplement company in the world. However, if somebody else posts a link to, like, a protein they use, they ask a question about what they use, like, mm-hmm. I don't tell them, no, you got to use this because I'm sponsored by them. I said, hey, you know, whatever you like, whatever you can afford, if you ever want to try my stuff, you know, this is what I recommend. But, I mean, like, we go to protein. Protein's protein when it comes down to it. Sure. You know, the BSN stuff is, you know, in my opinion, a little better. It keeps me satisfied longer. It tastes better, like all those things. But, you know, if you can't afford the 50 a bottle of protein, you only can afford the $25 bottle of protein, then, then that's what you need to get. Yep. You know? And I'll show you how to make it work. Awesome. Yeah, it's like the, um, was that Christmas on in New York? Or one of those streets when the Santa was telling all the parents where to buy the toys for their kids. Yeah, yeah. And then they were coming back to that store because they're like, wow, you know, Santa's the Santa at this store is so nice and telling us where to go to buy stuff. Of course we're going to come back here and shop because this is a good place. Right. You know, right. that's that's kind of my mentality. My goal is to help people, you know, not just take all their money. <laughs> but I wanted to do that. I, you know, I could have probably jacked up the prices on all my stuff. But I just want to get the message out there and, you know, be able to do more. Yeah. No, it's great. Um, we're just about hitting our hour, which is fast already. So I just wanted to thank you so much for being here again because yeah, my pleasure. It's awesome. Uh, I, I know it's been educational for everybody. I'm sure. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, yeah, what do you have a name for your are they the the Geek Nation? Right? I, I, ju- I just call them uh, the, the Geek Generation. I just say, "Hey, geeks." That's how I refer oh. to them. <laughs> well, it was a pleasure meeting all you geeks. Uh, believe it or not, I am one of you. <laughs> now you know this from the first, and that's why you're here. You're part yeah. of our generation. You know, and that's funny, you know, even at the Comic Con when I was, you know, meeting people, like I kinda said earlier, you know, like, you know, they don't think I know anything about any of this stuff. Right. You know, right. I'm trying to talk to people about, you know, different comics or whatnot, and they're just like, well, You don't know anything, get away from me. I'm yeah. not some booth babe. <laughs> yeah, like I went over to like the um I was trying to find this there was one episode there was one comic of Captain America and I'm so pissed I did not buy it when I saw it. I was at Borders on fourteenth street in New York when I lived in New York. And he drove a flying 2010 Camaro, and this, and he flew it like onto the Shield spaceship, yeah. or whatever they had in the sky. So I went over to all those all these people with like their comic books, and I'm like, "Hey, there's this comic book with Captain America. He has a flying Camaro." And they're like looking at me like I'm an idiot. I'm like, "You're an idiot. You should know about this. <laughs> it's recent." How do you not know about the flying Camaro? Yeah, because that's what I have. I got a 2010 Camaro. I'm like hell, and then when I opened the comic, I was like hell yeah, yeah. You know, this <laughs> makes perfect sense. Awesome. Did you wait? Did you see the like two and a half foot Iron Man they had? That was sick. oh yeah, oh yeah. I love the big statues. They had the the fake or He Man out front and stuff. And <laughs> dude, I just want like a five foot tall like Super Saiyan four Goku that I can put in my studio. He's sweet. Anybody out there that has a how tall? <laughs> yeah, whatever. I don't care if it's made out of paper mache as long as it looks cool. <laughs> nice, nice. All right. Uh, well, we'll wrap things up now. And uh, thank you again for coming in. And uh, hopefully we'll check in with you in the future. Yeah, awesome. It was a pleasure meeting all of you. Thanks, guys. It's Rob and Matt. Thank you. Thank, thanks you. thank you, geeks, for listening. All right. We will see you guys next time. Later. See ya. See ya.